1: WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
3: With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. The winter tightening its grip on America. Windy at Lake Huron in Michigan and in Oak Park. Homeowner Chris King is hoping the lights stay on.
4: It's not a pleasant experience because it usually takes several hours or a couple of days to get the power back.
3: Audio courtesy of WXYZ TV. Heavy snowfall accumulations expected for upstate New York have the Buffalo Bills Pittsburgh Steelers game postponed until Monday. In Iowa the cold and snow are tamping down attendance at political events ahead of Monday's key Iowa presidential caucuses. Governor Kim Reynolds on K CRG says she's hopeful Iowa voters will turn out. It is about who's enthusiastic about their candidates. Ice storm warnings for Oregon and flood warnings all the way east into New England. I'm Jackie Quinn. This is SRN News.
1: This week on the Michelle Tafoya podcast.
5: Tiffany Justice of Moms for Liberty. Instead of the government system listening to the parents who are the stakeholders, they shut us down. They literally shut off our microphones. They changed citizen input at school board meetings. One of our own moms called by an FBI field office after having spoken at a school board meeting. You're making peanut butter and jelly in the morning, and you have an FBI agent calling you about your speech.
1: Stream the Michelle Tafoya podcast at Salem Podcast Network. It's as your 1 o'clock hour this afternoon here on AM 12, Aiding the Patriots. That means you're moments away from the closer edition of the
4: Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson. But first, a quick look at your Sunday forecast from the Genovations Regen Weather Center. Cloudy and cold, high around zero today, while tonight's low dips down to nine below zero. Clouds do remain for your evening and overnight hours, leading into Monday, partly sunny and cold, high around zero. Tuesday, partly sunny and cold, with a high around four.
5: Portions of the following program may have been pre recorded.
3: Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering? Go flight. Master Control? Go flight. Studio Engineer? Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have
2: liftoff.
1: The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM-1280, the Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM-1280,
6: the Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And we uh, let me check to be sure. Yeah, we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page so go to uh, Facebook do a search for the Northern Alliance radio network give us a like and/ or a follow if you have yet to do so and follow the broadcast along and like I say on video stream we're like I said you can leave a comment or a question and as always we appreciate you tuning in uh, good to be here in the Patriot bunker uh, we're closer to the Earth's core than we are uh, than being upstairs so that's a good thing uh, I, I I become a I become a complete wimp as I' Gotten older, either that, or because I've uh, I'm about forty plus pounds lighter than I was, say two years ago. So I just maybe don't have as much insulation to combat the bitter cold. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but whoo, man, I I just uh, this stuff I I could at least tolerate before, and I don't want to I don't want to come off as as complaining because we we had a my pretty mild December. In fact, I I remember Christmas morning. I went to throw some stuff away. We had our garbage cans outside our garage door. I literally walked out the front door to the garbage cans in our driveway in my bare feet on Christmas Day. So I'll try to quell my complaining here a little bit because we've gotten off pretty fortunate uh, thus far. But, uh, yeah, it is, uh, if you heard Spencer's weather forecast, a little cold, a little cold. Not supposed to get up, get above single digits until when, Spencer, about March. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, we will, we will roll with it. Well, I kind of kind of divide the show up here a little bit. I like to, if there's some local stories, I like to kind of talk about them for uh, one hour of the show and then some national news stories the second hour. So that's kind of how I'm going to do this today. Uh, If you follow my blog, bradcarlson.org, if you check in there once in a while, you saw that I had written about a shooting that took place up in... Uh, Cloquet, this would have been Monday, so a week from tomorrow. Again, this Cloquet just outside of Duluth is from the Star Tribune. Patrick Jeffrey Roars visiting Cloquet as part of his new job as a tree excavator was in his truck in the Super 8 parking lot listening to music on Monday night when a man he had never met shot him twice in the back of the head, killing him instantly the second victim of a double homicide that briefly shut down the city 20 miles southeast of Cloquet. It was bad timing, his sister Ellen Roars said Wednesday. The Cloquet Police Department identified uh, the gunman, who I will not name. We have a policy here that we do not name uh, the gunmans, the perps in this case. Uh, The shooter who who first shot the hotel's front desk clerk, Shelby Marie Treadle, age 22, and later turned the gun on himself. Now, I'm not here to make this about me, but this is what kind of uh kind of creeped me out a little bit. The shooter resided in Ramsey, where my wife and I currently reside uh didn't recognize the name again ramsey's it's not a small town, you know, but it's not a expanse expansive metropolitan area either, although It's crazy what they consider suburbs now, which was once the sticks is now considered like first ring suburbs. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, The shooter had two decade old alcohol related gross misdemeanors on his record, but no violent crimes. He was found by authorities outside the hotel off Big Lake Road. The Cloquet Police Department, which is leading this investigation, has not publicly identified a motive. Roars said her brother, an outdoorsman with eight acres near his parents' home in Deer River, Minnesota, did not know the gunman. Treadle's family described the incident as a senseless act of violence in a public comment post- posted to Facebook. The family of the shooter did not uh, uh, did not immediately respond to a message. And, of course, you had uh, the governor, Governor Tim Walz, immediately... Uh, take to Twitter. Now, look, I, I get it. Government officials, leaders, you know, particularly governors in of a state when there's a when there's a high profile shooting within their state. Yeah, they're going to make a statement. That's part of their job. I get that. I'm not necessarily dinging that, but I'll just read what the governor had to say. Uh, I am praying for those killed in a, another senseless act of gun violence tonight in Cloquet to the law enforcement officers who responded. Thank you. The state stands ready to provide continued support to local authorities. So, Tim, we don't stand behind thoughts and prayers in this state, Walls. First sentence out of his mouth of this tweet, I am pr- praying for those killed in another senseless act of gun violence tonight in Cloquet. Now, again, I'm not accusing Governor Walls of being a hypocrite here because when he says we don't stand behind thoughts and prayers, the insinuation is that's all Republicans and other uh, and gun rights activists want to do is stand behind thoughts and prayers and not make changes to the gun laws, which is a straw man. Because if there is any legislation that can be passed to stem the tide of gun violence while maintaining—here's the key component—maintaining the civil liberties of law-abiding citizens— I can speak for gun activists and say, yeah, we're down with that. But that's never the case, is it? Because whenever legislation is passed within the aftermath of an incident like this, or when it's proposed, I should say, it's always going after the inanimate object, which is the gun. And when gun rights activists push back and say, okay, the legislation you're proposing here," would have done nothing to stop the shooting. So what is the sense of it? And because they don't have a rational or coherent defense, immediately they say, well, you just want to hide behind thoughts and prayers. Or apparently uh, you, you're, you're content with uh, the murder of, of young people. You you, you're, you have such a gun fetish, you, you'd rather uh, hang on to your guns. Guns are more important to you than the lives of others. You know, they play these straw men in these uh, emotional log rolling games, right? And it's, it's what they do. And this is something that Governor Walls, particularly, it's almost like, you know, you know he's hitting back at, at, at people of faith. Like when the universal background checks bill and the red flag law passed in Minnesota and he signed it into law at the end of the session, legislative session last year. He says, we don't stand behind thoughts and prayers here in Minnesota, you know, as they post a picture of him signing the bill. And then, of course, January 1st, when those laws became effective, you know, he made an announcement on Twitter, these laws are now in place. We don't stand behind thoughts or prayers here in Minnesota. But we're one Minnesota, right, the, right, Governor Walz? You're, you're going to ding people of faith by, by making fun of the fact that they're saying a prayer on behalf of the loved ones who have suffered a horrific loss, okay? Because as a person of faith, as well as a gun owner, I can tell you that I'm not content with thoughts and prayers okay again if there's any way to stem the tide of gun violence while maintaining the civil liberties of gun law-abiding citizens specifically gun owners i'm i'm down with it but your legislation often if it doesn't directly encroach upon the rights of law-abiding citizens there's definite potential for it like this red flag law bill and that's something that's we're going to keep an eye on quite closely. But th- this is something I don't understand. I know I've probably brought this up in the show before. I don't understand how you get this mentality that thoughts and prayers are not enough, but that policy and change, that's the elixir. That's the magic potion to make all this stuff go away. And it's quite arrogant. To be perfectly honest, because if you dismiss thoughts and prayers, but you say, oh, policy and change. Well, who implements the policy and change? It's legislative officials, right? Whether it's Congress at the national level or state legislatures or assemblies at the state level. These are flawed human beings. So you're basically saying your flawed human beings can somehow deliver some sort of uh, magic remedy to what you say is a pervasive issue of gun violence, which... Is always overblown. Okay, again, there are definite instances of senseless gun violence. Not disputing that at all, but you're making it sound like it's the OK corral out there. Like you're just stepping outside, and if you just dare to step outside your home, why wow, you're you're I mean you're you're at risk of getting shot. You know you get you get people on a national level demagoguing it. Whoa, boy, people that live in 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 Europe and and, and any of these other. Um, and uh, particular countries in Europe or any other foreign country for that matter. They're afraid to come to the United States, afraid, f- afraid they're going to get shot. Well, what's going on at the Southern border kind of flies in the face of that theory, but <coughs> I digress. So this is just governor walls shot across the bow here because, you know, he's very consistent in saying we don't stand behind thoughts and prayers. He he's, he's more than willing to pray for peace and comfort for those family members who were shot to death, and and for that I, I we're in agreement, but this is his shot across the bow, and that yeah we don't stand behind thoughts and prayers. Yeah, I I'm I'm a praying type of person, but that's not going to be enough. And guess what? Starts next month, the next session of the Minnesota Legislature, and gun grabbers were gun grabbing legislators were already gearing up saying that the Universal Background Checks Bill as well as the red flag laws that were passed, that 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 was just the beginning. So what they have next, uh I have no idea, but uh this is going to put a pressure this is going to put significant pressure on some of these uh rural DFL senators, particularly those up in the um up in the Iron Range area. Now again, they're not up for reelection in twenty twenty four. So maybe they think that they can sign on to these and hopefully that their constituents forget about it. Uh, I don't know how many vulnerable DFLers there are uh, in the house, but of course the house is up. And the way this game works is you have 70 DFLers in the house. Well, you need 68 for a majority. So they may work it where they can find two vulnerable DFLers and say, okay, you can sit this one out you can sit there and you can say hey you know take a you, you took a principled stance against your party and we'll, and we as your party will allow that and we'll back you because you we need your we need your seat we need you to be reelected okay that's not very principled but that's how politics works i understand that so that's what they're going to have to try to figure out because they have a very scant uh majority in the senate do the dfl and is there one principled dfler that'll stand up and say, no, this is going too far. We haven't found that person yet, given everything that got passed last session in that buffet of lunacy. So um hopefully we can find one DFLer uh with a spine. Hopefully it's not as difficult as uh, citing the Loch Ness Monster or Sasquatch. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. And check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have the live stream up and running. Brad Carlson back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Talk
0: about it. on. Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group.
4: Are you tired of being told to hang in there on the Wall Street roller coaster because the market always comes back? Meanwhile, fees continue to be deducted from your account while your retirement withers away. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best selling author and star in a brand new Hollywood documentary called The Retirement Deception. In the film, you'll see how Wall Street's traditional retirement plans and 401ks have failed Americans. But more importantly, you'll discover the solution to protecting your hard earned wealth and retiring successfully. You'll see how to grow money potentially double digits, beat inflation with increasing income, and when the next market crash hits, You lose nothing. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better, stress-free retirement, call to talk to a specialist and get a free copy of this brand new movie, The Retirement Deception. Call 800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free. Plus, I'll even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. So don't delay. Call right now. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535.
7: Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now operators are standing by to help you. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553.
1: 296 1553 That's 800-296-1553. There are over 5 million podcasts out there with over 70 million episodes between them. But let's face it, only a few have the Salem stamp of approval. Before getting lost in that jungle, find the ones we recommend at salempodcastnetwork.com or the app. Find Char- Charlie Kirk, Dinesh D'Souza, Trish Regan, Jenna Ellis, and Dennis and Julie, and tons more. We vet their content so you don't have to. And the nice thing is this just like this radio station, they're always on message. SalemPodcastNetwork.com. You can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts.
4: This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device.
6: Hey, welcome back. AM 12 of the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. You can check out our broadcast via Twitter. Just use hashtag Narnshow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for comments or questions. And don't forget the live stream of the broadcast is up at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Did I give out the number? I don't know if I did. 651-289-4488. You know, normally uh, we got callers lined up before the show, so I just assume people know the number. Spencer's laughing when I say that. No, we don't really have callers lined up before the show. We have a, a caller or two occasionally that will call in uh, beforehand, but, or maybe call, talk off air, but nah, nothing. Not, not like they're lined up. But no, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. So I don't know if you are aware, and um, and I don't know if Minnesota Republicans are aware, but uh, Amy Klobuchar is up for re-election this year. Yeah, twenty twenty-four. This is from Rochelle Olson at the Star Tribune. Three-term U.S. uh, DFL Senator Amy Klobuchar opens her 2024 re-election year in an enviable position for an incumbent because she has no formidable Republican opponent. The election isn't until November, so there's still time, but a raft of reasons make it unlikely this race will ramp up. Would you want to put your hand in a meat grinder, asked Larry Jacobs, director of the Center for the Study of Politics and Governance at the University of Minnesota's Humphrey School. That's the political equivalent of running against a highly, impo- a highly popular incumbent U.S. senator who works hard and wins in urban, suburban, and rural counties. And, by the way, keeps winning by 20 points. From 2019 through fall 2023, Klobuchar raised close to $12 million and spent most of it. She had $4 million remaining on hand as of last fall. Steve Scharr, Carlton College political science professor emeritus, said that to challenge Klobuchar, an opponent should have been in the race six months ago. When she got elected the first time, it was my thought she could stay a senator as long as she wanted, he said. It's not an election, it's a coronation. Shire said Klobuchar has assiduously avoided doing anything to get on the wrong side of Minnesota voters. She picks her spots to try and maximize her future opportunities, he said. Boy, um, I don't know if he was saying that. Um, I don't know if he he was saying that uh, as to be complimentary or as kind of a dig at her, but that isn't exactly uh, profile and courage to kind of just fly under the radar and not engage any issues, knowing that, you know, as as Larry Jacobs said earlier, that's ba- this is basically or was it this Mr. Yeah, Steve Shire Stephen Shire of Carlton College. Yeah. Amy Klobuchar it's been pretty much a coronation every election cycle. Two thousand six, you know, is when she was first elected, and then run reelection in twenty twelve and twenty eighteen. One handily both reelection cycles. And I, I, I did get a I did get a um kind of a chuckle out of this. Um let me see if I can find the excerpt in here. Yeah, um St- yeah, the last paragraph of the um the story, uh Stephen Shire said a big winning margin would send a strong message. It's her first step on a presidential run in twenty twenty eight. Ah, no. That ship has sailed. Do we have that short a memory around here? I get it. It was four years ago. But as we get older and we're adults and the way that we're constant, everybody's running for president three years ahead of an election cycle. No. Amy Klobuchar is not a formidable candidate in 2028 for president. Did we forget what happened four years ago when basically she was drummed out of the race by Black Lives Matter Let me refresh your memory on that. So she was running for president in 2020. The fact that she ever I mean this is how pathetic the coverage of her was. Well, you know Amy Klobuchar, she uh she she finished uh within the top 3 or 4 in in New Hampshire. Boy, that's a she's got uh, we're calling it Clomentum now. We never did get a final call uh, count on the Iowa caucuses because Uh, there was a snafu with the technology on there. So I don't know if they ever did name a winner for the Iowa caucuses in 2020 for the Democrats. And then she finished like third or fourth in New Hampshire, and they were calling it clomentum. It's like, you people are absolutely delusional. Number one, she flies under the radar for a good reason, because her voting record's basically indistinguishable from Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. And I'm sorry, that ain't going to fly at a national level. Someone like Focahannis or the Commie Grandpa, not happening. So she gets more scrutiny in the presidential race, like she did in 2020. And if you remember, because there was issues with violent crime, and this is, a, and this let's not forget, this was a few months before the George George Floyd incident. There were still issues with violent crime in major cities, and she touted her chops as a Hennepin County attorney. And even, you know, talked about how tough on crime she was, even uh, pointed out or made reference to, I don't know if she called him by name, but Mayan Burrell. You remember Mayan Burrell back, I think, in 2002, he was tried and convicted for murder, one of three perps that was convicted of a murder of a young girl in North Minneapolis. Well, as new evidence started to come to light, turns out, Uh, The evidence to convict Mayan Burrell, who, again, was a, I think, 16 or 17 year old, but was tried as an adult. uh, Turns out the evidence was pretty skimpy to convict him. And sure enough, he got released a few years ago. And it was already being scrutinized that he may have been wrongly convicted. So if you remember... Amy Klobuchar was going to hold a rally at St. Louis Park High School on a Sunday night in 2020 just before, I believe it was just before the Minnesota caucuses were going to take place. And I I don't know if Minnesota was part of Super Tuesday back then, but there were a lot of states that were in play that night, that following Tuesday. So she was going to kind of go there to be celebrated and, you know, win win the state of Minnesota and further cement Clomentum, even though she never finished above third in any other race. And Black Lives Matter basically bum-rushed the stage and did not allow her to come on stage. Now, she never made an appearance. Apparently, from what I remember, Black Lives Matter met with officials from the Klobuchar campaign basically wanting a concession from Klobuchar that, yeah, Mayan Burrell may have been wrongly convicted, at least acknowledge that there's some new evidence coming to light here. And she wouldn't do it, and so she ended up not even coming out. And the event got canceled, and then she dropped out of the presidential race uh, before Tuesday, because she didn't want to suffer the humiliation of losing to a septuagenarian, or was uh, Bernie an octogenarian, an octogenarian commie, you know, in her home state. Turns out Biden ended up winning anyways. So if you think that Black Lives Matter has forgotten that, uh, you're sorely mistaken because they are going to dog her at every single campaign stop if she runs in 2028. Okay, I mean, she's welcome to try, but this idea that she's going to be able to run the campaign that she wants to, um, yeah, I I think that that ship has sailed. And it was so pathetic because just before Joe Biden announced who his running mate was going to be in 2020, I think it was like in June, Amy Klobuchar said, you know what, I'm removing myself from the Veepstakes. I'm... I think president or um, then candidate Biden should pick a woman of color. Uh, He kind of already indicated he was going to pick a woman of color to be his running mate. So you saying I'm going to drop out of the veep stakes um, when that matter was pretty much already decided kind of showed how, uh, how pathetic that was. So, You've got that, plus there was uh, Marvin Haynes, who was uh, convicted of murder uh, 20 years ago. He was, a few months ago, released from Stillwater Prison. Uh, His conviction vacated. The Hennepin County attorney that prosecuted that case was Amy Klobuchar. So, again, she wants to get on the campaign trail for president in 2028, Uh, You better believe that there is going to be a strong contingent of Black Lives Matter activists out there reminding her how she was touting her chops being strong on crime, despite the fact two black men spent multiple years in prison and ultimately had their sentences either vacated or commuted due to um, insufficient evidence. So, this idea that a big victory, which she will get in 2024, is going to be some sort of stepping stone to uh, a viable presidential candidacy in 2028. Um, I think that's a that's a stretch. That's a giant leap. Again, she'll be U.S. Senator out of Minnesota for as long as she wants, but any anything beyond that, particularly at a national level, that ship has sailed. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag NARNShow. And don't forget we have a live stream of our broadcast up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson, the closer, are back in mere moments. Go nowhere.
0: At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision-makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call
7: me, Nick Anderson, general manager at 651-289-4408
3: or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. The Chosen, the highly acclaimed multi-season series based on the revolutionary life of Jesus of Nazareth is now available on DVD. Quantities are limited, but you can get an exclusive DVD offer at thechosennow.com. The first three seasons of the hit series The Chosen are now available on DVD. Quantities are limited, so don't wait. Get yours now at TheChosenNow.com. That's TheChosenNow.com. The perfect gift for family and friends. It's the ideal message for the holiday season. Buy The Chosen for yourself and for every person on your list. Don't miss The Chosen. The first three seasons available now on DVD. Supply is limited. Get this exclusive DVD offer for our listeners today. Go to thechosennow.com. Thechosennow.com.
5: Hey,
6: welcome back. AM 128 of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARNshow. That's hashtag NARNshow for comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Hey, don't forget, we also have the live stream of the broadcast up and running at our NARN Facebook page, so check us out there. Just go to Facebook and do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. Yeah, closing out this uh, bitterly cold weekend of Narn programming. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Saturdays, 9 to 11, for The King Banyan Show. My friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, and these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He's the headliner edition, heard Saturdays, 1 to 3, followed immediately by Jack Tomzak, the new guy, on Saturdays. 3 to 5 p.m., and of course, me, the closer, closing out weekends. Sunday's 1 to 3 and as always we appreciate you tuning in. As we uh I was just talking to Mitch before the show by the way. Mitch uh, stopped by the studio uh, earlier so we were just kind of chatting a little bit. Uh when I should have been doing show prep but uh, <laughs> you know I don't get to see Mitch that often anymore so it was kind of nice to catch up with him. Uh in a couple of months, first weekend of March in particular will mark the 20th anniversary of the beginning of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. So Stay tuned to your various social media apps. Follow the Northern Alliance Radio Network wherever you can on Facebook and on Twitter. And follow Mitch or I, you know, if you if you're friends of ours, follow our personal Facebook pages or our for, or our personal Twitter feeds. Uh we're we're gonna try to get something put together uh for the twentieth anniversary. Gonna try like heck, hopefully it happens, because uh that's quite a milestone. I've been here for uh twelve and a half years of the 20 years, but Mitch Berg, King Banyan, charter members of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, still doing it after all these years. So if nothing else, we'd love to celebrate uh, King and Mitch for being here since day one. And if any of the Narn alum would like to come out of hiding and come celebrate, hey, we'd love to celebrate them as well. So, again, stay tuned to uh, this station as well as, uh, our, like I said, various social media apps. Uh, You know, if you know me, you know I like sports. I'm a sports fan, and I like to talk about sports whenever I have an opportunity. And I I always say that as far as sports goes, uh, Major League Baseball and National Football League are like 1A and 1B for me. I mean, it depends upon which season I'm in. That would be my favorite one. Now, of course, we're all about the NFL and the NFL playoffs. But from like spring training, when spring training gets start, started in February, you know, I'm all in. I'm, you know, uh, anticipating the twin season, first pitch, opening day. Uh, and then after that, you know, NBA and then NHL. I've, become, I've been an, a fair weather NHL fan ever since the Minnesota North Stars left. I mean, I go to wild games, love the wild, but I'm pretty fair weather. And since they've lost like eight of their last nine, I'm all about hashtag embrace the suck. You know, just stink for a couple of years, and then, you know, once cap space clears up in a couple years, then go hog wild. But anyways, don't mean to go off on that tangent, but I do want to focus specifically on baseball. I remember when Kirby Puckett was first eligible to be uh, elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. This would have been early 2001 because, of course, he had to wait the minimum five years before he was eligible, and he got in on his first ballot in early 2001. And I was shocked because I'm thinking, Kirby, phenomenal player, but 12-year career, but his career was unfortunately cut short with the eye problem, um, but still finished with a solid career, two 2,000 hits, I think like a 318 lifetime batting average, whatever it was, uh, multiple-time glo- gold glove winner, was the catalyst behind two Twins World Series championships. So I was surprised he got in, but as you as you get further away and you see his body of work, you say, you know what? It's not all that surprising. And I kind of had the same mindset about Joe Mauer because Joe Mauer has, at the end of last season, it was officially five years he had been on of baseball. And so this year is his first year of eligibility. And the Hall of Fame... You know, the Baseball Writers of America, they get together, and if a player appears on 75% of their ballots, that player is then enshrined into the Hall of Fame. And so I've been uh, following closely, you know, some baseball writers, they um, release their ballot results early. Some of them choose to keep them secret, and that's their privilege, but some release them early and uh, this is from, let's see, uh, Betsy Helfand. She is the Twins beat writer at the Pioneer Press. Joe Maurer's chances of getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame on the first ballot when voting results are announced on January 23rd remain high, with the St. Paul native having garnered support on more than 80% of publicly revealed ballots. Maurer currently has received a vote on 84% of those ballots per Twitter user, not Mr. Tibbs. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau's tracker as of Saturday morning Thibodeau estimated about 40.6% of ballots were known that would mean the former twins catcher would need support on at least 68.9% of the remaining ballots to reach the necessary 75% threshold for entry Maurer a three-sport star at Crete and Durham Hall is currently the second highest vote getter of his of this year's cycle behind Adrian Belt. Beltray, who's got close to 99%, uh, who was also on the ballot for the first time. Now, Beltray had 3,000 career hits. Now, 3,000 career hits and or 500 home runs, provided you weren't juicing, those are automatic tickets into the Hall of Fame. So Adrian Beltre, Beltre is likely to get in first ballot. Uh, Todd Helton, Billy Wagner, and Gary Sheffield are also currently at 75% or above as of Saturday morning, though it's unlikely that all five make it in as the voting tendencies of writers who wish to remain anonymous are often different than those who opt to make their ballots public ahead of time, and players often finish with a lower percentage than they had publicly when all votes are counted. So I've already set a calendar notification on my phone 5 p.m. Central Time on Tuesday, January 23rd. So a week from this Tuesday, again, 5 p.m. Central Time, um, MLB Network will have the results announced live. Now, if you don't have MLB Network, um, I think if you follow MLB or MLB Network on their various social media, they may live stream the results right there. Don't don't hold me to that. I don't know, but it seems to me, um, when other Hall of Fame results were announced, and because I follow these social media apps, I got a notification on my phone indicating that they were going live with the results. So, at the very least, follow those follow those apps along. I I I tell you, I'm excited. My wife and I have been talking about this. We are very very tempted, very seriously considering going to Cooperstown this July for Joe Maurer's official induction into the Hall of Fame, if indeed he gets in. In fact, I've already got my Maurer T-shirt. You know, it's got the Twins logo on the front, and it's got Maurer number seven on the back. Yeah, I'm a Rube. I know it. You know, I always feel funny about doing stuff like that because a lot of these athletes are so much younger than I am now. But Joe Maurer, I feel kind of a special connection to because I went to St. Paul Harding High School. So my high school often faced Crete and Durham Hall in sports in different kinds of sports. And if you grew up in St. Paul, you typically aren't more than two degrees separation from a Mauer. You know, the old game, six degrees of separation where there's always, there's maximum six degrees of separation between you and literally anybody else that has ever lived on planet earth. Well, the theory, the running theory is if you grew up in St. Paul and lived in St. Paul and went to say a city of St. Paul school, the chances are you're, that you're very few people are more than two degrees separation away from, from Joe Mauer or someone of the Mauer family, and I'm raising my hand. Joe's great uncle, Ken Mauer Sr., was my 10th grade English teacher at St. Paul Harding High School. True story. Ken Mauer Sr., of course, the father of Ken Mauer Jr., the NBA ref, who, um, if you're seeing on social media because he didn't acquiesce to the NBA's uh, COVID vaccine requirements uh he's he's alleging that his pension is being held up because of that so Ken Maurer Ken Maurer Jr is out there on Twitter now so you can certainly follow him out there in fact um so that's how that works so Ken or uh, excuse me um Joe Maurer's grandfather uh his uh, brother was Ken Maurer senior and Ken Maurer senior was my English teacher. So there you go. I guess I'm two degrees separation uh, from Joe Mauer. So I count myself in that category. So I say that to say that I, I feel a special connection to this. I loved Kirby. Kirby was one of my favorite players. I mean, he 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 made his major league debut in 1984 when I was 15 years old. So, of course, Kirby's career was very, very special to me because it was when I was most passionate about the Twins. I first started following the Twins in 1978. And they were kind of always uh, the also-rans. They were pretty much a non-factor. In 1984, they kind of had a pop-up season. We're in the the, uh, race for the Western Division title back when they were in the Western Division until the last weekend. And Kirby Puckett was a big part of that. And as big a connection as I felt to Kirby, I I never even considered going out to his his Hall of Fame ceremony. But uh, Joe Maurer, St. Paul native, played his entire 15-year career for my beloved hometown Minnesota Twins. Uh, it looks to be like he's going to get in on the first ballot. I always figured he'd be a Hall of Famer, but I didn't envision it would be in the fir- on the first ballot. And it's not a lock. It's not a lock. But I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll just put it that way. And Jason Stark, legendary baseball writer, uh, kind of put it in these terms. Uh, in... Uh, in April of 2018, which would have been the beginning of Joe Maurer's final season in baseball. In fact, this was after Mauer got his 2,000th hit. He collected his 2,000th career hit in April of 2018, and Jason Stark was asked, is Joe Mauer a Hall of Famer? And Jason Stark replies with, well, how about this? Here's a list of players who've got 2,000 career hits, three batting titles, a 300- or better career average, 390 on-base percentage, and an 800 OPS, which is uh, a statistic where they combine on-base percentage and slugging percentage. He says, of those players who have all those credentials, you ever heard of Ty Cobb? Ever heard of Tony Gwynn? How about Rogers Hornsby? Stan Musial? Honus Wagner? Longtime twin Rod Carew? Uh, Ted Williams, the last uh, player to ever hit 400 in a full season. Wade Boggs, another Hall of Famer. How many is that, eight? There were nine on that list. Oh, yeah, the ninth player, Joseph Patrick Maurer. Any other questions? This this is what makes me genuinely saddened for some Twins fans because there are some fans who are so bitter that Maurer signed a big contract. He signed a big contract after, or I think just before the 2010 season, and it kicked in in 2011. You remember 2011? It was an injury-prone season, was kind of lost to injury, but then he bounced back the following couple years and was an All Star and was hitting over 300 again in 2012 and 2013. And in 2013 While playing catcher, took a foul ball off the mask, resulted in a concussion, and ended his catching career. Well, that's what made him unique. To get three batting titles as a catcher is very rare. Only, I think, four catchers in the history of the game have ever won a batting title. And Joe Bauer was the first catcher in the American League to win a batting title. And he won three in four years. Yet you have, so fa- you have some fans who are so angry that he signed the big contract and didn't replicate his 2009 MVP season that somehow he's not. Not only do they not think he's a Hall of Famer, which is fine. We can have that debate whether you think he's a Hall of Famer or not. But they're openly rooting against him to make the Hall of Fame. These people that call themselves Twins fans are openly rooting against Joe Mauer to get in the Hall. How sad and pathetic. Pathetic is that? And, again, it they say, well, he didn't play long enough at catcher. Well, he played 10 seasons, 10 full seasons as catcher, and got three batting titles when no catcher in the history of the American League that played in the American League full-time for their careers got even one. And he got three in a four-season span. Joe Mauer is a Hall of Famer. Likely to get on the first ballot. And if it's not on the first ballot, he's going to get in eventually. So those of you who are rooting against him, um, get used to the idea. Joe Maurer, Hall of Famer. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. And that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And don't forget to check out the live stream of our broadcast on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. What would I
1: give just to have you near? Tell me you will try. Thinking about climbing Pikes Peak? You can get this radio station there too. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Odyssey.com. We're always on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio through your smart speaker. Say, Play The Patriot, Minneapolis.
5: You want to feel important? You want to be part of something bigger? something that matters, and that you can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We felt that way, too. I'm Sergeant First Class Daphne Pierre from Robbinsdale, Minnesota, and that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Minnesota Army National Guard soldiers. We are people just like you, and together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit nationalguard.com forward slash mn to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station
7: For disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much needed benefit check. Call now for a no obligation free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you.
1: 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. That's 800-296-1553. Looking to make a difference?
7: Volunteer for your local fire department. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Visit makemeafirefighter.org.
6: Hey, welcome back. am 1280 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show.
3: That's hashtag
6: NARN Show for comments or questions. And as always, we thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to uh, check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Excuse me, where we have the live stream of our broadcast up and running. Our good friend uh, Wild Wilson from down in Texas uh, checking in to say hello. Uh, Wild is saying that uh, we're here uh, from below 30-degree hill country of Texas. Wild, in all seriousness, my friend, be safe down there because I remember a few years ago, when it got below 30 degrees down in Texas and I'm you know this isn't hyperbole or exaggeration people were like waiting in line at stores because power was down because their antiquated antiquated power grid got froze up and they don't have the infrastructure down there uh, to handle even a little bit of weather you know even snow flurries because minnesotans they like to make fun of people in the south when they see how they handle below 30 degrees and snowy and they're like oh, hey welcome friend and it's like listen they don't have that that often down there. So this idea that they're going to invest in a bunch of equipment and infrastructure like we have here in Minnesota to combat our winters is laughable. So give those folks a little grace, okay? That's that's pretty scary down there in all seriousness. And uh, and while, like I say, stay safe down there, folks. Um, I was hearing at some parts of Texas it could get down in the teens. I mean, that's downright dangerous down there. So uh, God bless you all down there for it. Uh, look, like I was talking about earlier, we've been uh, we've been spoiled by this uh this good weather here, uh, unseasonably warm weather. And like I mentioned earlier, on Christmas morning, you know, I had to take some trash out to uh the our garbage can which was in our driveway, you know, on the uh side of our driveway. And I literally walked out to the driveway in my bare feet. It was fifty degrees Christmas morning, and I think it got up to fifty five degrees for a high temperature that day. So we've been spoiled. And I was getting a little nervous. You know, I was telling Mitch this. Mitch was here earlier, and we were chatting before the show. I was saying I was getting a little nervous that our annual Holds for Heroes broadcast may not take place. It always takes place on the Saturday before the Super Bowl, in this case, Saturday, February 10th. I was getting a little nervous it wasn't going to take place because it just hasn't been cold long enough. Well, given the single digits and below – Zero temperatures we're going to be experiencing probably this week. Solid uh, is that going to be enough? Do you think to get things rolling to get things frozen over? I mean, I, I I don't know what what it takes or how long you have to be at a certain cold cold spell in order for it to be safe to go on an ice. So, I you know we'll wait and see. I'm assuming it's it's going to go off without a hitch. I know it's been talked about, but we'll certainly uh, keep you abreast of the details once we get an announcement of that uh, that officially being a go. And, again, follow our friends at uh, fishingforlife.org. They're the ones that put on this annual event, again, Holes for Heroes. It's an annual event, yeah, February 10th from 1 to 4 p.m. Uh, on Medicine Lake in Plymouth. Again, the Northern Alliance, it's an, annu- it's an annual tradition. Uh, now that we don't do the fair anymore, That kind of is like our own Super Bowl, which, ironically enough, always falls the day before the Super Bowl, the actual Super Bowl. So that's kind of like our our big show. So we always look forward to getting out there and and, um, just being out there with the military families. Again, it's a benefit to raise money for those uh, family members who have a loved one in active-duty military. And, again, we don't have as big a military presence uh, out there as we did, say, when Iraq and Afghanistan wars were still active. But nevertheless, we still have military folks out there, um, you know, defend- defending our freedom and liberty. And, again, we there's been a rigorous debate about whether um, we're involved in too many conflicts, too many wars, what have you. And, and yeah, that, that certainly is a legitimate debate. But I don't think what is any debate is that the family members who are left behind and worry – if their loved ones are going to come home after serving in active duty military, yeah, I think we definitely should pay tribute to those folks and certainly do whatever we can to help them uh, while their loved ones are away. So, again, follow followfishingforlife.org. They will certainly keep you abreast of all the details, and hopefully that event uh, continues and happens this year. So with that, folks, our number one is in the books. Hour number two, coming back in mere moments with me, Brad Carlson, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. As Mitch Berg says, the fun is only half over, and yet it is only beginning.
4: Stay tuned. Are you tired of being told to hang in there on the Wall Street roller coaster because the market always comes back? Meanwhile, fees continue to be deducted from your account while your retirement withers away. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best selling author and star in a brand new Hollywood documentary called The Retirement Deception. In the film, you'll see how Wall Street's traditional retirement plans and 401ks have failed Americans. But more importantly, you'll discover the solution to protecting your hard earned wealth and retiring successfully. You'll see how to grow money potentially double digits, beat inflation with increasing income, and when the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better, stress-free retirement, call to talk to a specialist and get a free copy of this brand new movie, The Retirement Deception. Call 800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free. Plus, I'll even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. So don't delay. Call right now. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535. What is dedication?
0: I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much, from the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
2: Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police. And nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer, whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested. Don't argue. Don't resist. Don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. AM1280 the Patriot.